Welcome to Flavor Text, a podcast where we explore the intersection between law, story, and gameplay in Arkham Horror the Card Game. I'm Krabby Terror 8, and I'm joined as per usual by my fateful colleague, Kevling. Hello, Kevling. How are you? Fateful this time. <laughs> I'm fine, thank you, mate. How are you? Good, good, good. Yes, I'm very well. And um yeah, so it is now the first, second, or third day of uh, autumn here. So the leaves are starting to, uh, no, they're not, but uh, <laughs> the leaves don't usually turn red, but it's definitely cooling down a little bit. Where have you been? Uh, well, it's starting to warm up slightly now. Uh, ah, yes. Yes, yes. We, uh, it is no longer in the single digits. Well, it says that it is three degrees at the moment, but uh, oh. it's definitely warmer than it has been. Yes. Yes, I'm not. I'm not walking around with some my great big Udi on or whatever, mm-hmm. snuggled up under it under the sofa. But uh, yeah, yeah, things are. It's definitely more spring-like here in yep. the UK. That's very nice. But with a shortage great. of uh, fruit and vegetables, as we ah uh, yes, thanks yep. to the joys of Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think I was saying to you before we're uh, we're short on frozen potatoes here in Australia due to catastrophic flooding. In fact, we got off early. Uh, early, we we got off easy. New Zealand had to declare its, I think, for their only third time in their entire history, a state of emergency due to flooding in Auckland. It was so bad. Wow. So uh, um, it's kind of a slight miracle that most of New Zealand is still above water at the moment because they've really had it rough. So, yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. anyway, enough of, enough with all that cheery stuff. Uh, what, what, what have you been doing gaming-wise, Kevling? Gaming-wise, I've been spectacularly poor on the old Arkham front. The only game I played was the latest League game, which I didn't do particularly well at. Oh, um yes. I've been play. I've been introduced to a competitive two-player, well, not just two-player card game called mm. Acroma. Um, I think I was talking mm-hmm. to you about it a couple of mm. weeks ago when we did our playthrough. It's yep. um, it's like a two-player card game in the vein of like Magic: The Gathering or something like that, but without. Yep. It's not random booster packs. It's predefined sets of cards like Arkham, really. Uh, with then a bit of de- you, you buy a complete deck ready to play, um, yeah. but you can then do deck building. It's in this sort of fantastical realm where, in fact, it's set across far, four realms, of which Earth is the fifth that they've not touched on. Mm. Uh, I think there's a land of fairies, a land of dragons, trolls, and I'm going to get shot for not remembering what the fourth one is. I think it might just be the occult or something like that. I can't remember right, what the fourth right. one is. Um and in each, the, the art is absolutely amazing. It looks like mm. it looks like Studio Ghibli works. Mm. Um, absolutely beautiful. Uh, and there's two ways to win. You have thirty what they call shards, which is your life, yep. but it is also yep. your currency for playing cards. Yep. So right. there's that balance between being able to play the cards you want, but also wanting to save enough life so that someone else doesn't yes. steal it off you and defeat you. Yeah. Um, and you can win either by being the first person to get to 30 life or by getting your opponents down to zero. Mm. And you can play between two and six players all round a big table or choosing to attack each other rather than just one-on-one. Right. Um, 
and the decks as well are designed they're either really colorful decks designed to build your life up or really black decks designed to get yes. other people's life down or you can then yeah. start messing around with deck building and, <laughs> and mixing them up but uh, no no it's really good um our local game store was one of the first ones outside of the developer's hometown to actually stock it. And we've got a Ooh. good um, good scene going there. We had a tournament right. there on Wednesday with 20 of us playing. Yep. Uh, a couple of the developers came up from the south as well to join in. Um, but yeah, no, it's really good. Uh, they've got a Kickstarter going on at the moment for their next expansion as well. So it'll probably be finished by the time this podcast goes out. But look it up. Mm. It's called Acroma. A-C-H-R-O-M-A. So yeah, that's that's the main thing I've been gaming recently in on the tabletop, uh, on the PlayStation, a bit more Elder Scrolls Online. Elder Scrolls, yeah. Um, I I've even though I've bought every single Destiny thing ever, I haven't <laughs> bought the new expansion yet, and I've heard right. it's not great. Okay. Uh, I did try and pick it up to at least have a nosy around it yesterday after the mm. update. Um, had to do the usual PlayStation shuffle of deleting stuff to make room for the 100 yes. gig upgrade. Um, and <laughs> then I played the introductory mission and died about five times at the end because I am rubbish. Uh, and so I just <laughs> turned it off again. So that, that's as much as I have had to the new Destiny. Right. What about you? What have you been up to? Oh, um, yes. So... Uh since we like still uh, scarlet keys so i think we're now we've done three scenarios so far um so okay. at, at my usual kind of fortnightly um thursday night uh, gaming group so, so three um, scenarios yeah. so that's about 18 hours of reading yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes it's um i mean scenarios are, are great but yeah we uh, we found in last time we did it, we spent a whole hour um, trying to find. I mean, I'm not spoiling anything here, but you kind of you're moving around the globe. We all know that, but you you can you can spend an hour just trying to find a scenario uh, before you can start because you're going to places and it's not there's not always a scenario at a place. And so with three of us, we didn't get going till like seven thirty, and then it took another three hours to do the scenario. You know, so that's the problem so we've moved to a place where we're trying to kind of do the in-between scenarios during the interim where we can all read mm. the text so that when we turn up uh you're ready to go yeah we're ready to go i mean if you're playing it solo it would have or even maybe a two-hander it wouldn't be an issue because i think you know scenarios run relatively quickly but when you're three four-hander you know you're talking usually a three four-hour game and if you've got to spend an hour getting to the scenario it's yeah. just um yeah it's just it is a bit of an issue so um yeah so that but apart from that yeah, i'm enjoying enjoying that uh what else have been i've been playing more of dark souls the card game i got all of the expansions Ooh. for that so uh there's th there's only two expansions so it's not you know, oh, it's not like it's your not typical like Kickstarter where you've no. got a stack as high as you. No, yeah. <laughs> no. no, I have the I have the board game which I've never played, and I've got stacks of it in my cupboard because I did the Kickstarter, so I've got like stacks of it, but I've never never played it. Uh, and apparently, um, there's a new set of rules because it was a bit 
clunky, the original. So anyway, uh, but yeah, the card game's great. I got the expansions. I've been pl- playing that a little bit, bit like what you were saying about. Um, sorry, I forget its name now. The one you were just talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. your life is your deck. So yes. as you get hit, if you get hit for three damage, you can. You've got to. If you don't have an armor, you discard three cards, or you take three cards from your draw pile. So, and you've only got forty cards, for example. So, mm. you know, you're constantly balancing out t- taking damage with playing cards and things like that. So, right. uh, similar like that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's pretty streamlined and pretty easy to play. And uh, so I'm enjoying that. And then apart from that, I'm playing Far Cry 6. I'm about 60% through Far Cry 6. I'm going to try and 100% it apart from the online stuff. So Judging I'm by the there. expression on your face, is it a bit of a slog? <laughs> it's a huge slog. <laughs> like, you know, some days I don't mind that. You just tootle around and open box, you know, treasure chests and, you know, Things like that, it's you know, it's fine. But I'm getting a b- bit bored of it. I'd like to play something else. And I've never, I haven't played the updated version of Demon Souls on the PS5, so I might do ah. that next. So Excellent. yes, oh, Good so that's me. That's what I've been doing. Yeah, yeah. Right. So what have we? Where are we at, Kevling? What are we? Where where have we gotten to in the good old forgotten age? Well, with this being Arkham Horror. We have mm-hmm. left the jungle and we are back in Arkham tonight, aren't we? Yes, we are. We're we're back in civilization where we won't be, you know, bitten by snakes and, yes. <laughs> and, and chased by, by lizards and arrows. And, yeah, that's right. Exactly. We're 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 back back uh, back back in the town. Exactly. Yes, mm. with the um with the relic. The relic. Yes. Yeah. Tucked under our arm after playing the previous scenario probably seventeen times. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. And from memory, <clears throat> excuse me. And from memory, in the last one, you had to make this sort of fateful decision about whether you put the re- relic on public display and allow Alejandro to kind of look at it, or yeah. no, you kind of keep it hidden and Harlan. Um, Sort of looks after it and keeps it locked away. The sort of yes. the two kind that, of alternatives, that, aren't they? That was your decision, wasn't it? If you were successful in getting the relic out, but there was also That's the right. other option. Whereas if you were yes. killed, Alejandro yes. got the relic anyway. Yes. Yes, exactly. If you were killed and there wasn't any of the resolution, <laughs> that's yeah, right. Alejandro. Got oh, it. that's right. It was all very complicated. All that wasn't it? Yeah. And from memory, we're now the journal is now. We're not in the past anymore. We are in the present. Yes, it's it's now it's now the beginning rather than the past. The game is about so to start. Now. That's it's right. It's about to start. The uh, prologue is over. Previously on Arkham Horror, <laughs> <laughs> two weeks earlier, that's one of my pet peeves. When you start watching a TV program and there'll be something strange happening, and then it will just cut and go. Two weeks earlier, you think, "Oh, come on! Why not just start uh, with what happened earlier?" Yeah, that's, that's right. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> but we did here. We started with what happened earlier. We worked through the journal, and now we're in the present day. That's right. And um, and uh, so I think there's two intros here, which um, uh, depend. The intro, the first intro, um, 
is where you start, I think. Yes. So, because uh, Itch Taka has appeared. That's the other thing that happened in the last one. Is she turned up in a hat, which I can't remember what the hat was called, a chambray hat. A Bowman hat, I think it was. That's like right. That. That's right. And um, so uh, the first intro is the night passes with Itch Taka resting in your living room. You get no sleep for the remainder of the night, your thoughts drifting between concern and disbelief. Uh, her story is preposterous, but you feel compelled to believe it nonetheless. You know that the relic from the Etsley ruins had some deeper purpose ever since you first laid eyes on it. When you emerge from your bedroom the next morning, your uninvited guest is sitting in, at your dining room table playing Arkham Horror. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> at your dining room table, arms crossed tightly across her chest. Her piercing eyes trace your every move like a bird watching its prey. No pleasantries are exchanged. Where is the relic now? Ichtaka asks impatiently. Where have you brought it? You explain that it's safe and in good hands. She shakes her head, her knuckles white with frustration. I assure you, it is not. So, yes. Yeah. Yes, and now it branches off, doesn't it? Mm, Depending on it who does. has the relic at the moment. Yep, yep, that's right. So, yes, so if Alejandro's got it, we go to introduction two. But if Harlan's mm -hmm. got it, we go to introduction three. That's right. Uh, yeah. And then the, it branches off into these two different directions and then it sort of comes back again, doesn't it, to then deal with our relationship with Ichitaka. So, uh, Correct. Yeah, so I'll take intro two then. So uh, this yep. is where we either gave the relic to Alejandro or, we, or he recovered it himself because we were a bit dead. Mm -hmm. uh, setting aside <laughs> your many questions for the time being, you call your contact at the Miskatonic University Museum. Despite the early hour, Dr. Horowitz should be at her office preparing for the long day ahead of her. The operator connects you after a short delay. Ellie gives you an unusually curt greeting, her voice cracking and unsteady. As soon as you ask about the relic, she scoffs. Not you too. Mr. Wolstead is practically knocking down my office door and two reporters have been harassing me all morning. You ask her what the trouble is and she lets out a long sigh. Oh, the relic is missing, she explained. None of the security guards know what's happened. One minute it was in its display case, the next it was gone. And before you ask, no, Mr. Vella is nowhere to be found. Suddenly she's yelling to another party, One moment, please, I'm on the telephone. She apologises to you tersely and hangs up a moment later. Sure enough, Alejandro is not answering his telephone and none of his other associates have seen him since yesterday. Believe me now, Ichitaka asks, rising to her feet and gathering her things. We've wasted enough time. Find the relic. Meet me back here tonight. Don't follow me. Ooh. So then we've got to choose. Either you're not going anywhere until you tell me what's going on, or <laughs> have it your way. <laughs> but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll come back to that decision, shall we? Shall yes. we pick up intro three now and see what would yes. have happened if it was with Harlan? Yes. So if it was with Harlan, it's a similar kind of situation. Just uh, instead, it's setting aside your many questions for the time being. You call Harlan's office at the university. Though the sun is barely peeking over the horizon, you've always known him to be an early riser. The operator connects you after a short delay. Harlan's voice is shaky and rough. He cuts you off as soon as you ask about the relic. Don't, he barks. They're listening. They know I'm keeping it here. They have already taken Alejandro. You try to calm him down so you can ask him what he means, but he cuts the conversation short. I have to go. They're here. The line goes dead. Sure enough, Alejandro is not answering his telephone, and none of his other associates have seen him since yesterday. 
believe me now, Ichitaka asks. You can imagine her rolling her eyes at the same time, can't you? Rising to her feet and gathering her things. We've wasted enough time. Find the relic and meet me back here tonight. Don't follow me. So, yeah. And the lead investigator must decide either you're not going anywhere or have it your way. So exactly the same two passive kind of an aggressive choices. <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, the first branch is where's the relic? And then the second branch is... Are we going to talk to Ishtaka or are we just going to let her storm off? Yes, So exactly. intro four then, you're not going anywhere until you tell me what's going on in mm-hmm. both of those circumstances. Ishtaka grits her teeth and pauses. You expect her to refuse and leave without answering your questions, but surprisingly she relents. According to Ishtaka, her people have spent ages protecting the relic from interlopers who would use it for nefarious purposes. <laughs> she speaks cryptically in half-riddles and tall tales, although she refuses to explain where her people come from and how they've remained hidden for so long. When pressed about the relic, all she says is that it controls the flow of time and that it must not be tampered with. It must return to its rightful place, she explains. Her gaze is relentless, unwavering. Do you understand? It cannot fall into the wrong hands. If you help me recover it, I will aid you in return. Just promise me you will not use it. So then we remember that we listened to Ichtaka's tale and we had a cultist to the chaos bag for the remainder of the campaign. And then that's the end of the intro. We go to set up at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, intro five is you just let her go. So she just, it just, it says Ichitaka strings her ornately decorated bow with frightening speed and slams your door on her way out. So you, you remember or you recall that she left without you. Um Checking the campaign log, investigators gave custody of the relic to Harlan. You proceed to intro six, otherwise you just skip to the setup. Yeah, so it's interesting. This is just a little extra leg mm. on the flow diagram here, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. If, actually. if it was with, if it was with Alejandro, that's it. It finishes there. Yes. But if yep. if we if we gave it Harlan and we let Etchtaka go, then mm. there's this extra paragraph. So shall I take that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Once Ichitaka has left, you consider her words carefully and recall the events that have led to this point. You did not trust Alejandro with the Etsy relic and you let Ichitaka leave without questioning her. Are you just being paranoid? The investigators must decide. Choose one. Either we should be wary of them or maybe I should listen to them after all. Mm. So if you should listen to them after all, you just go straight to set up. Nothing mm. happens. But if you think we should be wary of them, you then remove mm. all the cultist and tablet tokens from the chaos bag and replace them with one elder thing token. And in the campaign log, record that you are forging your own path. For the remainder of the campaign, each investigator cannot include Alejandro Vela or Ichtaka in his or her deck. Any time an investigator would be given the option to include either of them, you earn 2 XP instead. Mm. Proceed to settle. Interesting. Wow. So that's quite an interesting trade-off, isn't it? Because they're quite mm. good. They, they're quite powerful allies to have. But this trade-off here is basically, well, you're taking all those tokens out and you're getting 2 XP every time you would get them potentially. And I didn't even realize this existed because <laughs> I've, yes. I've never contemplated the idea of sort of striking out on my own rather than um, using their, you know, benefits. Yeah. So that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I guess without it? that decision, 
the other mm. decisions are that you've either trusted Alejandro by giving yep. him the relic, or yes. you've trusted Itch Taka to some extent by hearing yep. her story, hearing her out. And, yes. But now you know, I'm not listening to either of you. Yes, right. Yes, so interesting, very interesting. Mm. Um, and uh, and I guess it would make, for some investigators, it makes more sense to go down that path. You know, some investigators are just naturally, you know, Calvin, for example, doesn't strike me as the kind of dude who would uh, who'd be <laughs> trusting anybody. <laughs> uh, people like that. Um, you know, there's there's some investigators who seem a bit less trusting than others. So yeah, yeah. So then we go to setup, and setup is from in terms of the layout, setup is fairly straightforward, and it's actually quite familiar because. It's basically taking some of the Midnight Masks locations and just chucking a couple of extra bits to it. So it's not um, it's not overly uh, complicated um, from that uh, perspective, um, which is yeah, it's it's good. The layout's sort of fairly fairly easy to to yeah. Put it's, it's five locations from Midnight Masks, isn't it? And then a few new ones specifically yes. for Threads of Fate. Exactly, exactly, and um, and and that's that's really it. So putting out lay, laying out the locations is fairly straightforward. The complexity, uh, which is sort of Black Star's Rise level of complexity, <laughs> is is the obviously the uh, the act decks. Uh, even the agenda deck is really straightforward. It's the act decks uh, that that can kind of do your head in a bit when the first time in particular. Yeah, so there's a whole page, isn't there, in the in the rule book mm. called Three Acts, Three Threads. So for the first time, we're going to have more than one act deck in play at the same time. And yep. we can progress them all independently of each other. Um, yep. So the uh, so essentially, the end result is we want to try and achieve all three of these acts. Yes. Um, but obviously, events will conspire against us. It is Arkham, after all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. And I mean, it it is complicated the first time, but essentially there's an A, B deck, there's a C, D deck, and there's an E, F deck. But actually, there's essentially six, there's six, there's six decks. And depending on the choices you've made, this is what I really like about this scenario is that the combinations of those acts that you end up with is highly dependent upon some decisions you make in the moment, but also choices that you've made along the way as well. Mm. Yeah, mm. so how, how shall we do this? Shall we just talk through each act deck in turn and how it's constructed? Or what's the, what do you think is the best way of dealing with this? Because we've not come across anything like this so far, have we? No, we haven't. I'm wondering whether it might be best to cover the locations and the agendas and get all of that out of the way because that's all pretty straightforward, and then we can spend most of the um, most of the podcast then just going through. I think just going through the the various act decks. Yeah. Um, yeah, you uh, only have that... to look at the stack of cards, <laughs> yes. and it's two thirds of the of the whole scenario is the act deck. Yeah, so it, yeah, it's absolutely bonkers. Yeah, yeah, it's <laughs> which uh, explains really why is. the actual scenario itself is relatively straightforward because there's very very few new actual cards in here. Exactly. 
So okay. shall we start with the locations? Or did you want to start with the agendas, maybe? Maybe the agenda will sort of set the scene. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably a good idea, isn't it? Yeah. It does set the scene, you're right. Yeah. So, yeah, Agenda 1A is called Three Fates. So that marries up with the three decks, three acts, three threads that we were just talking about. You yes. have three tasks before you and a limited amount of time before the trail goes cold. Where do you search first? As an action, you can resign. We don't want to risk taking too long. So you head to safety with the information you've gathered. And it's a six doom threshold on that initial agenda. Hmm. With a rather mysterious picture of some hooded figures around a table with candles and mm. skulls and scrolls. Mm -hmm. So that suggests yes. there is some sort of behind-the-scenes skullduggery going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very Midnight Masks. I mean, that was similar, right? There was the cult and you were trying to uncover information yes. about them. So it's a similar, similar idea, just a more complex kind of take on it yes exactly uh, so then yeah when you advance the agenda after those six mm. doom uh, agenda 1b at the sun's peak the town is bustling as noon comes and goes university students travel from class to class business people take breaks from their busy office lives and in east town velma's diner is abuzz with the lunch rush despite this veil of normality the curtain has been lifted you see this town for what it really is an endless mire of secrets so you shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck and if there were only if there was if there were still all three act decks in play, nothing happens. But if there are only two, then you put a doom on the next agenda when it is revealed. Right. Yep. So do you want to take the next one? Yeah. The next one is set, is called Behind the Curtain. This conspiracy runs much deeper than we, you had imagined. The more time you spend investigating these mysteries, the more you come to realize they are linked to one another. At the center of these secrets is an enigmatic organization manipulating events behind the scenes. So again, you can resign if you want to. And the B side of this, 2B, is the sunset. So we've gone from daytime to it's the end of the day. The streets begin to empty as evening approaches. When the office buildings shut their doors, the clubs open theirs and places both public and hidden from view. In downtown Arkham, the ward theatre is well lit and filled to capacity. The surrounding streets, however, are eerily quiet. Only soft footsteps from nearby alleyways hint at any sign of life and a cold wind whistles through the air. The workday might have ended, but your work is far from over. The figures walking down the street start to fill you with a sense of dread instead of comfort. Shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck. If there are only two act decks in play, place a doom. If there's only one act deck in play, put two dooms. So um, if you're moving ahead quite fast, things almost speed up in a way. Yeah, it's like a sense of acceleration there, isn't there? Mm. Or you're, getting, you're doing quite well, we're going to take mm. some extra time off you. <laughs> yes, that's yeah. right. So then that takes us to Agenda 3A, Hidden Entanglements. Mm -hmm. Who can you trust in this city of lies? Arkham may be safe from the perils of the jungle, but you are far from safe here. Each passing stranger in the dark of night could be a kidnapper, a thief or a killer. Each glance they send your way could be the last thing you ever see. Again, you've got the same resign action. You've got another six doom threshold. And then when this finally advances, night passes. 
Midnight arrives, but your work is not done. You wander the streets of Arkham for hours, frustrated as the trails you have pursued grow cold over time. When the sun rises, fatigue has reached havoc on your body and mind. Each surviving investigator is defeated and suffers a mental trauma. Mm, which is yes. nice. Yes. I, I mean, you can resign before you you get of there. Course, so yeah. <laughs> that kind of thing. But, I mean, I mean, essentially, you've got... 16 you're gonna have 15 or 16 turns really to kind of get it all done yeah thereabouts you know it's yeah we haven't got ancient evils in this one so you've not got that to worry about no uh, so it's, yeah it's literally just your six yeah, and it there is doom on uh, on cultists at some point though isn't there so you there you're is. potentially you could potentially advance earlier than in anticipated earlier. Yes, yeah, you have to keep on top of that, or it, yeah, it, it'll, it'll get away from you pretty, pretty, pretty fast. You're right. So, but you know, typically you're going to have somewhere between twelve and fourteen, probably turns, something like that. You know, yeah. it's not, it's not like Midnight Mass. Midnight Mass is like over in a, you know, <laughs> twinkle of an eye. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit more generous than that, but um, yes, that's right. Yes. So, um, so that's that's the agenda. It's basically just marking time um, as you yeah. as you sort of go through. Yep. Yeah. So, if we have a look at the map, then at the locations mm. that we will be working our way through while we while the agenda is ticking away. Mm. Um, like we said, it's five locations from Midnight Masks, a couple of new ones, and then one set aside as well. So. Shall we just take them from left to right across the top? Sure. Yeah, I'll take the Curiosity Shop. Here we are. So Curiosity Shop uh, on the Uncovered is uh, it's connected to Northside. Uh, yeah, they have says, to write that on there, don't they? Because they're reusing yes. Northside from a previous scenario and it's not got Correct. the symbol on it for the Curiosity exactly, Shop. Exactly, exactly. Owned by Oliver Thomas, the self-styled Curiosity Shoppy. In Northside is an unusual store. On display in the front window is a collection of odd trinkets, a brass coal scuttle, a perambulator, an antique globe, and a model sailing ship, to name just a few. And, of course, these are antique things in 1920, so I guess yes. they stretch back a bit. Uh, and the if you turn it over, it's got a victory point. It's a two-shroud location. Uh, it's surprising they don't use these locations more often in this game. But anyway, it's two two um, clues per investigator. Uh, Northside is connected to the Curiosity Shop. While you're in the Curiosity Shop, reduce the cost of each relic asset you play by two. I guess there's a connection there. Yes, yeah, And it says a brass bell clangs as you push open the front door. Inside the shop is dusty and disorganized. Inspecting the unusual wares on display causes the hair on your arms to stand on end. Very nice. And it's a victory point as well. Yes. And I think Curiosity Shop is one of the locations that might be more important later, depending on how the acts yes. unfold. But we'll come Correct. to that later. Uh, so I'll take the next one, which is Northside, one of the ones from mm -hmm. the Midnight Masks. And we haven't done the Midnight Masks on this podcast, so it made sense that we would do them here. So Northside is a commercial district that contains many offices and factories, as well as the train station. So a nice bit of nice bit of factual information there. <laughs> uh, so when you reveal it, it's three shroud, two clues per investigator, 
uh, as an action you can spend five resources to gain two clues from the token pool once per game as a group. Mm -hmm. In Northside, nothing gets people talking faster than a bit of dough. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's the Very link nice. to the commercial district and the officers, I guess. Yes. Yes. And again, that's another victory point location. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Um, what's next one, is it? Uh, got downtown next, across the top. Yes, downtown. Here we go. So um, the unrevealed side says the downtown area of Arkham is filled with government buildings, including City Hall, the First Bank of Arkham, Independence Square and Arkham Asylum can also be found in this area. It is the busiest district in the city. And the flip side is the First Bank of Arkham downtown. It's a three shroud, one clue per investigator location, and it has a action uh, gain three resources limit once per game. We'll call this a loan in inverted commas. <laughs> Brilliant. I like that. Yes. Next we have East Town. Uh, the East Town neighbourhood, situated on the northern banks of the Miskatonic River, contains lower class housing, the Arkham Police Station and popular eateries like Velma's Diner. So that's quite interesting that they're referencing Velma's Diner there on a mm. Midnight Masks card, mm -hmm. but we actually don't get the location until this scenario. No, that's right. Like three yeah, cycles yeah. later. Yeah. I do like it when they do a bit of foreshadowing like that, or forward yes. planning, or whatever you want to call it. Okay, and on the revealed side, it's two shroud, one clue per investigator, and while you're at East Town, reduce the cost of each ally asset you play by two. So I'm assuming okay. it's because, I don't know, there's a lot of housing there, so it's easier to find your friends. People? I don't know. That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Your lower class friends. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Only, yes. Only thing they live in lower class diner is lower class housing, or they're having food at the diner. Velma's diner, Or they've yes. just been arrested, <laughs> or with one of your police friends. Yes. It would be really nice if they did a uh, if they did an Arkham CR with all of the locations, you know, like because uh, this Arkham even this one location, has some. the full yeah. Arkham map. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so next is uh, is it River? Sorry, Velma's Diner. Velma's next. Diner, yes. So Velma's Diner is next. East Town is connected to Velma's Diner. Velma's is a staple of East Town, the perfect place to find a bite to eat, a strong cup of joe, and some interesting gossip. Um, two shrouds, no clues here. It's kind of surprising there's no clues at Velma's Diner. You'd think this would be one place you uh -huh. could pick up all kinds of information, but East Town is connected, as we said. You can take three actions here. You kill some time at the diner and listen to the conversations of the patrons around you. Gain two cl clues from the token pool limit once per game. A bit of warmth in an otherwise dreary town. So yes, you get no clues from from investigating, but you can you can listen in on conversations and uh, yeah, that kind of thing. And it's not a group limit, is it? It's limit once per game, so that means each investigator can do it, doesn't it? Yes. But obviously, it's quite thematic, really. You kill some time. Yes, you spend your entire turn, three actions, just sitting there listening. Yes. But you get two guaranteed clues out of it. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I like that. Okay, the next one we've got is Miskatonic University. Mm -hmm. 
So on the unrevealed side, Miskatonic University is one of the most prestigious colleges in the Northeast. The University Library is famous for its collection of occult books maintained by the esteemed Dr. Henry Armitage. And on the revealed side, it is four shroud and two clues per investigator. And as an action, you can search the top six cards of your deck for a tome or a spell card and add it to your hand and then shuffle your deck. So I guess that fits in with it being a university with a large library. Yep. Uh, yeah, get your, get your tomes out. <laughs> the campus is quiet and lonely. Several of the buildings have been left unlocked for students and faculty working late into the night. And there's a victory point there as well. Yes. And of course, Henry Armitage uh, starred in uh, Dunwich, didn't he? He did, didn't he? Yes. Yes. Yes, he had uh, an interesting time, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, I'll take Rivertown here. So yeah. Rivertown here, the banks of the Miskatonic River are lined with docks, warehouses and small shops in a district aptly named Rivertown. Uh, it's a one. It's a low shroud, only one shroud, but one clue per investigator. The uh, the other thing that's important to note about Rivertown is it's traded Arkham and Central, and uh, that's important yes. uh, if you get a particular card in the encounter deck. <laughs> I think that's uh, the only of darkness. central location, isn't it? Yes. There is something unsettling about the water of the Miskatonic River tonight. It ripples and bubbles as though something were moving beneath the surface. Mm. Little bit of, little bit of dread there. <laughs> mm. Yes. Okay. Then we also have the town halls that set aside, but it probably makes sense to come back mm, to that it when it gets yep. referred yes. to later. Yeah, that's that's right. Yes. So now the fun begins in trying to explain <laughs> how we build these act decks, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> so I mean, there's essentially sort of six options. So maybe what we do is just take it in turns to take, you know, what, starting with the ABs and just sort of work through through and just work through a thread, right? Yes. Uh, a thread of fate, so to a speak. A thread of fate. Yeah. yeah. Funny that. <laughs> right. Shall I pick the first one up then, AB? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, yeah. So each of the three act decks is Mm. themed around a decision you've either made or the way the game played in an earlier scenario. So this first one, the AB deck, is based around who has the relic. So the way all of these act decks are structured is there's two different ones. There's four different twos depending on which of the ones you pick and then it's yes. one of them at random yes. and then there are two threes that naturally follow on from the twos so it's, exactly. it literally all boils down to the decision or history and then a bit of randomness Yes. and when you say it like that it sounds a lot more straightforward but there's a lot of cards isn't there so <laughs> yeah, first of all then let's uh, if Alejandro has the relic then mm-hmm. you use Act 1A, the relic is missing. Yes. So the Etsley relic was last seen in the display case in the Etsley exhibit at the Miskatonic Museum. It's tack of fears that the relic could be used for terrible purposes if left in the wrong hands. You must recover it. The objective is only investigators in Miskatonic University can spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance, and that number of clues is one per investigator. So our first objective there is to get some clues and get to the university. 
because yeah. that's because if Alejandro had the relic, that's where the relic should be. But we now yes. we know from those phone calls that it is now missing. Yep. When you advance that act, that reveals the Etsley exhibit location mm. that gets put into play. Uh, it has the plus symbol, which means I just need to get my locations back out again. I just filed them all away. The plus location, it's going to be connected to the university, is it? No? Um, yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. It's yes. connected to yeah. the university. It's in, right. it's in yeah. the university. Because it's in the university. Right? That makes total sense, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so we put that um, into play? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yep. No, no, I was just going to say this is um, because we gave it to Alejandro. He set up this public exhibition with Dr. Horowitz. uh, And now, yeah, he's gone. And then when you look at the art on that card, you've got Mm. all of these exhibits in glass cages and then there's a spotlight on this raised one in the centre of the room with nothing in it. (laughs) No, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so this is a three shrouding uh, location with two clues per investigator. So yeah, as I said, as a revelation, you put it into play. Um, while you're investigating at the Etsley exhibit, though, there's a forced uh, effect that effectively, if you reveal one of the symbol tokens or the tentacle, you have to take a horror. Yep. Uh, and there is a victory point for revealing all of the clues there. Yep. So... That goes into play, mm-hmm. and then one or at random one of the two at the exhibit acts will be in play. Yes. So they've both got the same text on the front. Yep. One of the museum security guards, a man named Drew Walker, recognises you from your prior work with Alejandro and Dr. Horowitz. Look, I ain't supposed to be letting anybody in the exhibit, but coppers don't know nothing when it comes to this. How come? I don't know why I'm doing that accent. He well, it sounds very cockney, doesn't it? And, yeah, <laughs> and lets you pass. If anyone asks you, slipped in here while I was using the John. All right, don't take any wooden nickels. <laughs> don't take any wooden nickels. What's that supposed to mean? I wondered that as well. Don't what? take any wooden nickels. I wonder if it's a a thing. Let me is it? A... Let me look that up. Yeah, I'll carry on reading while you let that up. Then. Yeah, 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 yeah. So the objective is only investigators in the Etsley exhibit can spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance, and it's two clues per investigator. And as luck would have it, there are two clues per investigator in the exhibit. So as long as as long as you're there, spend, get the clues, spend the clues, advance. Here we go. According to Wiktionary, the phrase "don't take any wooden nickels" is a U.S. Um, slang or stat saying do not permit yourself to be cheated or duped do not be naive uh yeah that makes sense then they dead don't it's, yeah so don't take any fake money yeah it's the same thing it don't let anyone fool you yeah yeah okay so as i said there are two different versions of this, of this at the exhibit and yep. All of these pairings of the Act 2 in each of the three Act decks all follow the same pattern. One of them will lead you to a location. One mm-hmm. of them will lead you to enemies. Yes. So we've got yes. two choices here. Not two choices, sorry. Two random B-sides. One mm-hmm. of them is you search the exhibit where the relic was to be on display, looking for signs of where it may have been taken. 
Though you find no concrete evidence on the ground near the exhibit entrance, you do notice several recent scuff marks made by men's shoes. You ask Drew, who was the last to see the exhibit after Halanjo left. Some suits, government types, he replies. They had clearing to see the exhibit from Mr. Walstead, the curator. It's far from proof of the relic's location, but it's a lead, hopefully one that will point you in the right direction. Put the set-aside town hall location into play. If it was already in play, add one clue per investigator to it and attach the set-aside relic of ages to the town hall. If there are two or fewer act decks in play, add an additional one clue per investigator to the town hall and advance to Act 3A, find the relic. Yep. For the alternate version of that Act 2B... You search the exhibit where the relic was to be on display, looking for the signs of where it had been taken. As you search, you notice a shadow crawling along the wall. It quickly flits out of sight, and heavy footsteps echo through the halls beyond the gallery. Could it be that the culprit is still here? You give chase, but the hooded figure has a lead on you and quickly escapes from the museum. At least now you have a trail to follow, and you won't stop until the relic is yours again. Search the encounter deck, discard pile and victory display for a Brotherhood cultist and spawn it at the location farthest from all investigators. Heal all damage from each Brotherhood cultist in play and attach the, the relic of ages to the Brotherhood cultist farthest from all investigators. And then similarly, if there are two or fewer act decks in play, add one doom to the Brotherhood cultist with the attacked relic of ages and advance to 3A, recover the relic. So either... The relic is in the town hall because the government types took it, or the relic is in the hands of a cultist. Yes. So then, that then takes us on to our Act 3, either find the relic or recover the relic. Yep. So it's find the relic if it's at the town hall, recover the relic if the cultists have got it. Yes. So find the relic. You believe you have discovered the relic's whereabouts. Now you must scour this place from bottom to top in order to find it. While Relic of Ages is attached to a location, that location gets plus two shroud. And if it's attached to a location with no remaining clues, advance. Mm -hmm. um, so then on the B side, bearing in mind that this find the relic could also be triggered by the other set of acts. <laughs> That's right. It basically says if it was attached to the town hall, follow this. If it's attached to the curiosity shop, follow that. So if it's attached to the town hall, which is this set of cards, after an hour searching Arkham's town hall, you notice a faint blue glow emanating from underneath the door to the city planner's office. You break into the office without being noticed. The relic is lying on his desk along with a map of the city that is covered in strange markings and iconography. Why is it here? The investigator nearest the town hall takes control of the Relic of Ages, removes the remainder of the AB Act deck from the game. If another Act card is in play, continue playing, otherwise proceed to Resolution 1. And I'll cover, we'll do the Curiosity Shot when we do the other half. Yeah, do you want to read out the town hall as well? Oh yes, so the town hall itself, is connect, downtown is connected to town hall. Um... Arkham's Town Hall is quiet, unassuming building near Independence Square. A small clock tower produce, protrudes from the sloped rooftop. The numbers faded from years of disrepair. When you reveal it, it's four shroud and one clue per investigator. And previously it said that... Um, isn't the... Um, didn't it have a high shroud while there was a relic attached to it? Oh, am I remembering that wrong? No, that. Yeah, so it's a plus two shroud. Plus so two it's got shroud, to be a six, yes. a six shroud mm. location now when the yeah, relic's there. Wow. 
Um, so forced after you enter the town hall, if you have four or more cards in your hand, choose and discard cards from your hand until you have three cards in your hand. Mm. I'm not quite That's... sure how that mm. thematically fits with being in the town hall. No. Don't know. Mm. No, I'd want that one. Mm. So yeah. Um and then the I other mean, we, act- we find oh, we find out that the town hall is being, you know, used for nefarious purposes. Uh it's it's uh sort of a hotbed of intrigue. Uh, that's part of the theme seems to be located in the town hall which is connected to yeah. the black cave so it's perhaps that you're sort of on the you're on the back foot in a sense because you're uh, in a I place so, where yeah. there's a lot of sort of nasty stuff going on maybe that makes sense <laughs> yeah. yes. and then the other act 3a recover the relic You've discovered mm. who is carrying the relic. In this case, it was the Brotherhood Courtist. Now yes. you must secure it from them, whatever the cost. While it is attached to an enemy, that enemy gains plus two per investigator health. And Ooh, as an objective, gosh. when the enemy, the relic, if the enemy the relic is attached to leaves play, advance. And when you advance, if the relic was attached to a Brotherhood Courtist, hmm. as the robed figure collapses, the relic falls out of his cloak, clattering to the ground and rolling to a stop nearby. It is pulsing with an odd glow, as though it is aware it is being searched for. The investigator nearest to the, re- the Brotherhood Cultist's location takes control of the Relic of Ages. Remove the remainder of the AB act from the game. If another act card is in play, continue playing, otherwise proceed to R1. And my voice is about to give up just having <laughs> one half of the AB deck. Do you want to take the other half if yes, Harlan I will had take the... the uh, yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, then that's a natural pairing then for each set Correct. of decks. Exactly. And and like we were explaining before, you only get three of these and you can do them in any order at any time. You don't have to do them in a particular order. But you're either going to get the Alejandro one or you're going to get this one depending on who you've entrusted with the uh, relic. So if you entrusted Harlan with the relic, you got the, the Harlan version. So you start with Harlan is in danger. This is Act 1A. Harlan has custody of the relic but he believes he's being followed. The last time you heard from him, he was at the office at the university. So um, only investigators at Miskatonic University can spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance. It's two clues per investigator. So again, like with the other one, you are going to, if you want to do this one, you're going to go to Miskatonic University as a starting point, Um, which is a fairly high shroud there, but you could go there and... um, if you do do that, then you immediately get Harlan Ernstone, um, the bystander version of him. That's important. He uh, is historical theorist, whatever that is. <laughs> uh, you put him into play in East Town. So whilst you're st- whilst you're at Miskatonic University, you put him at East Town. Um, also, it's got discard the top three cards of your deck. Parley, you can try and snap Ernstone out of his days. Test four. So uh, so it's quite difficult. We found this. You've got to discard three cards from your deck. Then you've got to parley at a, at a willpower of four. If you succeed, you put a clue on him. So that's the sort of thing that you've got to do. But at the moment, you haven't got there yet, but you just put him in East Town. It says, yeah. when you find him, Harlan is babbling incoherently and won't respond to anything you say. So he's sitting babbling away in East Town. And you move to Harlan's Curse. And there's two versions of Harlan's Curse, two random versions. 
uh, and they both have the same text. There's no sign of Harlan in his office, but one of the assistants in the administration building informs you that he took the day off and went to his home in East Town. If there are two clues on Harlan Ernstone, you must remove them and immediately advance. So basically... Well, one clue what, per investigator. Uh, sorry, one clue, yes. clue <laughs> per investigator. Sorry, yes. Yeah. So... Um, Basically, you've got to get yourself over to East Town and parley with Harlan. Basically, not party with Harlan, parley <laughs> with Harlan. Uh, now, this is where there's two alternative versions. Um, so, um, on one of them, it's uh, one is fighting, and the other one is more. Um, uh, you'll see that. So one's called safekeeping. So uh, if you manage to get the the parley with Harlan twice and you've got the two clues on him, then Harlan finally snaps out of his days, returning to his normal self. He tells you that he was accosted by several figures in brown robes who asked him where he'd hidden the relic. They used some kind of hypnotism to pry the knowledge from him by force. He had no choice but to tell them the truth that he'd brought the relic, the relic to the curiosity shop and gave it to one of his associates. If you make haste, perhaps you could reach the relic before the brown-robed figures do. So attach the set-aside relic of ages to the curiosity shop. If there are two or few act decks in play, search the encounter deck for one acolyte. Two acolytes instead, if there are three to four investigators, spawn each search for acolyte in the curiosity shop probably with a doom on them, and then you move to find the relics. So then you've got to race over to the curiosity shop. So you've gone Miskatonic University, over to East Town, spoken to Harlan, and then off to the curiosity shop. The other version, uh, and I think we got that one. That's the one yes, we that's had. that's the one we had, yeah. Yes. Once you put the two clues on Harlan, you flip it and Harlan becomes an enemy. So he becomes Harlan Ernstone crazed by the curse Humanoid, Cursed, and Elite. Revelation switched this card with the bystander version of Harlan Ernstone, removing that version from the game. Attach the set-aside Relic of Ages to Harlan Ernstone. So even though you've got a fight, it's a bit more efficient because he's got it rather than it being off in the curiosity shop. Um, Yes. Then after you successfully um, evade Harlan Ernstone by three or more, Add him to the victory display. Oh, okay. So you don't have to fight him. You can just evade him, right? Yes. Yeah. Afflicted by but a evade him curse. really, really well by three or yes. more, and he's already a three. Yes, correct. <laughs> so you've got two choices there. Afflicted by a strange curse, Harlan suddenly attacks, and he's a victory point. So there we go. I'm kind, I'm kind of disappointed they use the same art. It's not like yeah, in the, in the, in the yeah. party in Carcosa where you got the horrific version of each party guest. That's exactly the same art. <laughs> Never yes. mind. He, he's attacked, so, he's attacked yeah, while he's yeah. sat there in his chair yes. with a glazed expression on his face. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, look, he looks like he's, uh, he's updating his Facebook profile or something, really, doesn't he? <laughs> he looks like. Yes. Um, <laughs> so... If you're running off to the curiosity shop, you get to find the relic. Uh, And so in this version, sure enough, the relic is tucked away in a corner of the shop storage room, hidden from sight. Investigators nearest the curiosity shop take control of the relic of edges. Sorry, did I read the front? I don't think I did. So you believe... I've already read the front because these two were uh, the same. same. 
Yeah. It, so basically, it gets plus two shroud. You've you've got to um, you uh, if there are no clues on the on the curiosity shop, advance basically. Yeah. Yeah, and we 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 accidentally gamed that, didn't we? Because we'd already got all of the clues from the curiosity shop at the point that that spawned, yes. and so we got the relic immediately for free, didn't we? Without having to do anything. Exactly, and it's um. Sometimes, like with some of the others, it says add extra clues like the town hall, but this one it yeah, doesn't, but it didn't doesn't do it. Do that. Because, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because I think the town hall gets used for multiple purposes in this scenario, whereas Correct. the curiosity shop only is for this. Exactly. So if you do that, you find it and you take control of it, and that's that done. Yeah, that's done. Uh, and you either finish the game or if you've still got act decks in play, you move on to another one. Um, but like I said, in reality... You might split up if there's more of you and do two at the same time, or you might start one and then go back to... There's all kinds of ways you can do it. It's very flexible. And then the other one is if you fight Harlan, uh, you end up with Recover the Relic, which, uh, again, is... Um, if While the Relic is attached to an enemy, it gets plus two health. So Harlan Ernstone goes from two to four. He's got four health. Uh, and if he leaves play, then... You get this. So Harlan snaps out of his daze and collapses, holding his head in pain. What was I? His eyes widen as he realizes that he is what he has done. He pulls the relic out of his coat, offering it to you. Take it, he says. You can keep it safer than I can. And therefore you get control of the relic. So those are the two. Either you're running around the board, going to East Town and Curiosity Shop, or you're fighting Harlan, essentially, for it. Yes. Basically. Yeah. So that's the that's the ABs. Okay. So moving on to the CD deck, um, mm. this is all about where Alejandro was. So the first one was about where the relic is. This one is about where Alejandro is. Yep. So, in as part of the setup, you have to make a decision as to whether you want to go to the police about the missing Alejandro or not. So if I just yes. quickly duck back to That's the three right. acts, three, the three acts, three threads. It's not, it doesn't roll off the tongue, does it? <laughs> yes. Yeah, so the investigators <laughs> must choose one of the following options. If you wish to go to the police to inform them about Alejandro's disappearance, mm -hmm. or if you wish to look for Alejandro on your own. Yep. So if you want to go to the police, you use Act 1C, Missing Persons. Yep. So suspecting foul play, you've decided to go to the police to enlist their help in searching for Alejandro. And as an objective, you need to be in East Town and spend one clue per investigator as a group. Yep. When that advances, funnily enough, because we are heading to the police station, that reveals the police station. Uh, three, uh, three shroud, two clues per investigator. Uh, it's connected to East Town. And as an action in the police station, you can search the top six cards of your deck for a weapon card, add it to your hand, and then shuffle your deck. Um, not quite sure Seems why it's easier to find your own weapon while you're in a police station, <laughs> but <laughs> and maybe they won't yeah. mind so much because you're helping them on the hunt, perhaps. I don't know. It's... Yeah, it seems a bit strange you'd get your weapon out in a police station. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I know what you do mean. It. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so the, here's my Mauser. Yeah. What do you think, police? <laughs> it is my flamethrower. Yes, right. 
my lightning gun. Right. Uh, Act <laughs> 2C then. Just like the other decks, uh, it's a mm. random choice of two during the setup. They both have the same front at the station. The police station might be open to the public in theory, but getting your story heard by the proper authorities requires a bit more finesse than you imagined. So as an objective, investigators in the police station can spend two clues per investigator as a group to advance. Mm. So there's two different versions, as I said. One of them in shadow talons. None of the police officers have seen Alejandro, and they don't seem interested in helping you find him. It's only been a couple of days, he'll turn up, they say. They give excuses, trying to avoid filling out a report. Finally, just as you're about to leave in frustration, a homeless man being held for disorderly conduct grabs your elbow. I saw him, he drawls. The man you describe. I saw him in the sky, carried in its clutches. He describes a faceless, winged creature, while the officers nearby chuckle and roll their eyes. The man is clearly drunk, but could it be he's telling the truth? Search the encounter deck, discard pile and victory display for a hunting night gaunt and spawn it in the location farthest from all investigators. Heal all damage from each hunting night gaunt in play. Attach Alejandro Vela to the haunting night gaunt. Hunting night... Ugh. What is it? This is like a, it's like a tongue twister. <laughs> yeah, three yeah, X, three is, threats and haunting, hunting night gaunt. Farthest from all investigators and advance to Act 3C. Alejandro's plight. Mm -hmm. So this again, it's a similar pattern to what we saw in the first deck. Yes. Uh, whereas the other one is uh, reveals a location called Train Tracks. Put Train Tracks into play. Attach the set aside Alejandro Vela to Train Tracks. Advance to Act Three C Alejandro's prison. North side is connected to Train Tracks. It's a three shroud, one clue per investigator location. And as an action at that location, we can spend a clue to draw four cards, limit Ooh. once per game. Um, again, I'm not quite sure how that fits thematically <laughs> with being on the train tracks. But, no. Mm. Uh, one of the police officers claims to have seen Alejandro down by the train tracks, flanked by several robed figures. Mm. So then, based on whichever of those two random ones you have progressed, mm. you either go to Alejandro's plight, uh, if it was the haunting night gaunt that got him, or yep. Alejandro's prison, if he's at the train tracks. Yep. So Alejandro's plight, you believe you have discovered the identity of Alejandro's kidnapper, the identity. It was a hunting night gaunt. Now <laughs> you must fight to rescue your companion. While Alejandro Vela is attached to an enemy, that enemy gets two plus two per investigator health. And if the enemy he is attached to leaves play, we advance. So when you advance, if it was a hunting night gaunt, he collapses to the ground along with the winged creature's body. He coughs and rises to his feet, shaking. The, that beast, it had me in its clutches. Who knows where it was taking me? The investigator nearest to the hunting night gaunt takes control of Alejandro Vela. Remove mm -hmm. the remainder of the CD deck from the game. If another act is in play, carry on. Otherwise, resolution one. Mm. Uh, whereas if he was at the train tracks and um, it's you be Alejandro's prison you believe that Alejandro is held captive somewhere in this location you must rescue him while he is attached to a location that location gets plus two shroud so that bumps the train tracks up to a five shroud yep. objective if Alejandro Vela is attached to a location with no clues remaining advance 
So when you advance, if it was the train track option, after searching up and down for nearly an hour, you hear a voice coming from one of the storage cars. Sealed inside is Alejandro murmuring to himself. Thank goodness, he exclaims as you enter. I was just trying to figure out why they brought me here. The investigator nearest the train tracks takes control of Alejandro, remove the rest of the deck, carry on if there's any other acts in play, otherwise resolution one. Yep. So that is yes. the first half of the CD deck. That's right. Um, the second half is you decide to strike out on your own and see if you can find Alejandro on your own rather than going to the police. So um, this version of Act 1C is search for Alejandro. You've decided to search for Alejandro on your own, believing you will have a better shot at finding him without involving the police. And I think this is the one we did. We we sort of struck out on our own. I think we did, yes. Uh, <clears throat> the hotel, his hotel is in East Town, so you begin your search there. So you head off to East Town. Uh, you have to spend at East Town one clue per investigator to advance. And if you do that, you Henry DeVoe is on the back, a friend of Alejandro's. He's a bystander. You put him into play in Velma's diner, and we'll talk about what you need to do when we get there. So, so that just a bit like with the uh, the previous one where we had Harlan. This one's Henry DeVoe that we get, and then you've got um, two versions here: friends in high places. You can't get into Alejandro's hotel room, so you decide to question several of the occupants in the neighbouring rooms. One of them informs you that Alejandro had been meeting often with an acquaintance of his, of his a government official na- named Henry DeVoe. They tend to meet nightly at Velma's diner. Perhaps sh- we should, you should pay Henry a visit. If there are two clues on Henry DeVoe, you must remove them and immediately advance. And to do that, so you've got to get yourself over to Velma's Diner. Then as an action, you can choose and discard a card from your hand. Then parley with him to discuss Alejandro's whereabouts and test three intellect. If you succeed, put a clue on this card. So, you know, you lose a card and then you've got to test three. Henry sits at the counter sipping a cup of black coffee. So you've got to get two clues on him. Now, again, it's a bit of a random one, which one that you get, because there's two two versions. You either get uh, the Henry DeVoe enemy or Henry's information. So if we start with Henry's information. Henry looks about anxiously, then leans forward and speaks in a hushed tone. All right, listen. I work downtown as an assistant to the city planner. He's a bit of a funny bird, quiet type, big ideas, likes to hole up in his office for hours at a time. He rubs his hands together nervously. Don't know why he and Alejandro would ever be in the same room without my knowing, but last time I saw Alejandro, that's right where he was, walking down the hall with my boss, flanked by a couple of intimidating fellas in black suits. He gets up and puts on his coat, leaving two quarters on the table. You didn't hear this from me, he insists before departing. Put the set-aside town hall location into play and put Alejandro Vela in the town hall and then you get Alejandro's prison, which is like the train tracks, right? Uh, but yes. in this case, you uh, in this case you go to the town hall and you manage to slip into the basement of the town hall without being spotted. You find Alejandro um, in one of the basement offices. He isn't restrained, but he's overjoyed to see you. Thank goodness they brought me here by force, though I don't know why. So to do that, you've got to go to the town hall. It gets plus two shroud. And you've got to get the clues off it. 
basically. Uh, and if you do all of that, then you can remove the rest of the deck. So that's that version. If you get the Henry DeVoe enemy, you then, um, that Henry DeVoe enemy is called Alejandro's Kidnapper. So he's kidnapped him. He's human, humanoid conspirator and elite. And it says basically every enemy gets plus two health. So he's four fight, five health to evade. So you switch this card with the bystander version, like we did with Harlan, remove that from the game, attach, set aside Alejandro Vela to Henry DeVoe. Then you do the plight, and there's a bit of flavor text. Henry claims to know where Alejandro is and leads you out of the diner. As you follow him down a nearby alley, he pulls out a knife and attacks you, and he's got a victory point. So if you defeat Henry DeVoe, uh, if he leaves play, Henry collapses to the ground, exhausted and bloodied. Wait, I, I'll tell you where to find Alejandro. He gives you an address in Rivertown and you follow his directions inside the abandoned office building. Now, you don't have to go to Rivertown physically. Just read no. the text, right? Uh, Alejandro is not restrained, but overjoyed to see you. Thank goodness you, you have to get me out of here. And again, that's it. You get the CD uh, deck is done and if there are still act decks you keep going and if not you go to r1 so that's those two versions and that's the one we got it is isn't it yes and you can you can see the pattern already forming can't mm. you each one yeah. each of the random each one is a different act one depending on the choice then yep. a random pairing that's either a location or an enemy and then yep. it's the outcome of dealing with that location or enemy that's right. So the third set then, the EF deck, this is mm. all about Ichtaka and what she's up to. Yes. Oh. Sorry, I've got my cat <laughs> deciding to crawl all over me. Uh, there we go. Right. Hilarious. They always <laughs> do it when you're... my shoulders. <laughs> when you're concentrating on something else. Always the same, isn't it? Yes, he's got a habit when I'm sat here at work at the moment now, of just coming and just lying on the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> you will pay me attention. Yes. <laughs> Very cute. So, uh, yeah, so the EF deck. Uh, so the first choice is that we listened to Ichitaka, in mm -hmm. which case we have Act 1E, The Guardian's Inquiry, and then we would be a random choice of the 2E Strange Relics. Yep. So 1E, The Guardian's Inquiry. Ishtaka tells you that she saw several Etsley artifacts on sale in the strange shop near the northwestern edge of the city. She wants to head in that direction to investigate further. So only investigators in Northside can spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance, one clue per investigator. And when you reveal it, it's Maria de Silva, wealthy patron, as a bystander. And as a revelation, you put her in the curiosity shop. And as an action, you can spend a resource to parley with her. You chat with her about the artifacts on sale. Test um, intellect of three. If you succeed, place a clue on her from the token pool. And a nice little bit of flavor text. Exquisite, aren't they? <laughs> so then we move on to a random Act 2E, Strange Relics. Both, again, have the same front. Inside the shop, a middle-aged woman wearing the height of fashion inspects the Etsy relics on display with admiration. How did those relics get here? And what does this woman know about all of this? An objective, if there are one clue per investigator on her, 
you remove them and immediately advance. So it should be no surprise now what's going to happen at this <laughs> point. Uh, so option one, or sorry, random choice one, Maria takes a puff from her cigarette before responding to your questions. She tells you that she overheard some well-to-do patrons putting down several outrageously pricey bids on the Etsley artefacts. I don't even know where these artefacts came from, but these people seem to know exactly what they were looking for, she claims. Perhaps if you follow this trail of money, you'll uncover more about this mysterious group that operates in Arkham's shadows. Remember that both Downtown and Rivertown are Ichtaka's destinations. One at a time, in player order, each investigator discards the top card of the encounter deck, and must each play investigator who discards a treachery card must draw that card. Advance to Act 3E, Strange Occurrences. Or the alternative is that you flip the card and Maria's Sida Silver turns out to be an enemy with a sub subtitle, Knows More Than She Lets On. Mm -hmm. She's 3 Fight, 4 Health, 2 Evade, Humanoid Conspirator Elite. As a revelation, switch this card with the bystander version that we just revealed, removing that version from the game. And remember that she is Ichtaka's prey. Advance to Act 3E, the Brotherhood is revealed. And she mm -hmm. has Retaliate as well. You don't understand what you are meddling in. <laughs> so that then takes us to Act 3E. So Strange Occurrences is if Ichtaka's destination is downtown and Rivertown. Mm -hmm. Ishtaka has found the target of her investigation. The trail of the mysterious cult leads here. A thorough search of the area may reveal more. While you are at any of Ishtaka's destinations, the first treachery you draw from the encounter deck each round gains surge. Ooh, Objective. Ouch. If there are no clues remaining on each of Ishtaka's destinations, advance. So... When you advance, if Ichtaka's destinations was downtown and Rivertown, using information from the bank, you track the bidders to a warehouse in Rivertown. Inside, you find a bounty of information about the Etsy relics and Alejandra's expedition. The investigator nearest Rivertown takes control of Ichtaka. Remove the remainder of the deck from the game, and if there's another act in play, carry on. Otherwise, resolution one. Uh, if it revealed that Maria was the enemy... Hmm then that is the Brotherhood is revealed. Ichtaka has found the target of her hunt. The mysterious cult has been revealed, but what is their ultimate purpose? Ichtaka's prey gets plus one fight, plus one per investigator health, and plus one evade while at a location with no clues on it. Objective, if each of Ichtaka's prey is no longer in play, advance. So if Ichtaka's prey was Maria de Silva... You interrogate Maria while the angry Etsley warrior looms over her. Who do you work for? What is your purpose? Maria purses her lips tightly and looks away into the distance. I'll tell you what you need to know. I'll tell you about the Brotherhood. The investigator nearest to Maria de Silva takes control of Ishtaka, so it's all the same. We discard the deck, uh, yep. and if there's nothing else left, resolution one. Yeah. So what's not explicit... For some reason in the text is you are accompanying her you're going along with her to get yes her. yes exactly so if you don't if um Ichtaka leaves and you don't stop her and ask you know not so fast Ichtaka tell me more if you let her leave the ha your house then you get this this version which is trial of the of the huntress 
Ichaka told you not to follow her, though. You can't help but wonder what she's up to. You decide to pursue her as she heads down towards the riverside. So you basically, even though she's an expert huntress, you're able to shadow her and follow her. Uh, objective only investigators in Rivertown can spend the requisite number of clues to advance. Two clues per investigator. So you're in Rivertown following her. Um, and if you do that, um, the black cave is revealed uh, which is a three shroud two clues per investigator location um, put it into play at the end of your turn if you're in the black cave you must either take a horror or choose to discard two cards from your hand but it doesn't actually say how it's connected to anything it's just although it oh it's, it must it's be the connected symbols, to Rivertown it? right it's got the yellow circle yes. on it so it's connected so it is connected to river town yep and then you've got the two caves of darkness versions which are identical on the front and you get one of these randomly um you watch Hitchtaka enter the abandoned cave on her own what is she doing in such a strange place only investigators in the black cave can spend the requisite number of clues as a group to advance there must be no clues remaining on the black cave in order to advance this act uh, so that's two clues per investigator. Uh, and then you get two versions here, depending on which, you know, which are random. So one of them is embroiled in battle. As you search for your companion, a piercing cry echoes through the cave, spurring you onward. Deep within the cave, you find Ichtaka in the midst of a battle with several robed figures. She fires an arrow from her bow, striking one of the figures in its chest, then ducks behind an outcropping of rock as she sees you enter. A wave of eldritch energy strikes the place she had been standing moments prior, charring the ground. What are you doing here? She yells angrily. Shuffle the encounter discard pile into the encounter deck and discard cards from the top of the encounter deck until a cultist enemy is discarded. Two, if there are two or fewer act decks remaining. Spawn those enemies in the black cave. Until the end of the scenario, remember that those enemies are Ichtaka's prey. And then you go to the Brotherhood is revealed, and the Brotherhood is revealed is um, basically if you... Shaka's prey each get plus one fight, plus one health per investigator, plus one evade, uh, while the location has no clues on it, which it must do because you can't go forward unless there are no clues. It made that very specific. Yes. If, if they've been defeated, then you get the... The final rogue figure drops to the ground and you breathe a sigh of relief. Ishtaka recovers her arrows and searches the bodies for clues. Why did you follow me? She asks accusingly. No matter. What's done is done. Now uncover. Now to uncover what those cretins knew. So therefore <laughs> you you get Ishtaka and etc. etc. If you go down the other path, tunnels in the dark, you're in the cave. But in this one, you track Ishtaka through the cave echoing her movements closely while remaining hidden. She traverses the cavern with the expertise of a natural explorer discovering paths you hadn't noticed at first. To your surprise, the dark tunnels ramp upwards, taking you close to the surface. You hear Ishtaka open and close something metallic up ahead. When you catch up, you find a heavy iron grate above you, leading into the basement of a building north of the cave's entrance put the set aside town hall again uh yeah. location into play if it's not already in play remember that the town hall is Ishtaka's destination for the remainder of the game black cave and town hall are connected to one another 
One at a time, player order, each investigator discards the top card of the encounter deck. Each investigator who discards a treachery must draw that card. Ouch. And then you go to Strange Occurrences, which is basically um, if there are no clues remaining, advance on the town hall. And you get, therefore, um, if you manage to do that, for some reason, the tunnel's connected to a hidden passage in the basement of Arkham's town hall. You find its tacker in a dark room, browsing through several maps of the city. What are you doing here? She asks accusingly. No matter. You're here now. Help me read these documents and figure out what is going on here. You get itch tacker. So there's the two versions of that. So there we go. There's all six. Yes. My voice wow. is packing up. I don't know about yours. I don't think I'm going to read so much on one of these podcasts yet. <laughs> <laughs> so um, it it seems like a lot to read through, but but the couple of things is first of all, obviously, you're already doing three of them. You're not yes. doing all six, and the narrative unfolds quite organically and naturally as you play the game. So it's not like you're sitting there reading pages of text. No, no. it's it's actually really great. It's actually really great the way that it you know that they they kind of move on it, it kind of feels very natural and dynamic and organic in the way that it actually works so definitely yeah it's <clears throat> it's one of my favorites in terms of how it's all been structured it's all very clever yes yes it's yes. really really well done exactly yeah exactly um so basically you either get them all done in the allotted time or you resign or you, you get to the end and you haven't like we did. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't really matter because there's really, even though in this, this is un, slightly unusual in that there's really only one resolution, no matter what, what happens there. It's true. Yeah. It's, um, so if I, yeah. So yeah, if um, no resolution was reached read mm. resolution one so that's um, right yeah but there are different permutations of what happens based on what you manage to accomplish isn't there correct yes exactly exactly so, yeah so resolution one you arrive back at your house and take stock of the situation your investigation throughout the city has uncovered the existence of a secret cabal within Arkham. From what you can tell, they call themselves the Brotherhood, and they seem to know more about the Etzli Relic and Alejandro's previous expedition than even you do. Their methods are secret and furtive, and their motives elude you still. However, one piece of vital information has come to light. They seek a place known as the Nexus of Nkei in Staka claims or Nkai, I don't know how you're supposed to pronounce that. Mm. A map of Central America lies on the table before you, marked with the previous expedition's trail. I have heard of this place, but its exact location is not known to me. Once again, your mysterious guide appears to know more than she lets on. With no other leads to follow, you're left with no choice. Once more, you must journey into the uncharted territory in search of answers. But will anyone return this time? So, uh... Check which acts were completed during this scenario. That's right. Yeah, so exactly. If Act Three B was completed, so that is the A B. You completed the A B deck, recording mm -hmm. the campaign that we found the missing relic. And if it's yes. not already part of anyone's deck, they can add it. Yes. Um, with the standard rules about it not counting towards deck size, um, 
any time the owner of the relic leaves the campaign for any reason, choose another investigator to, and add it to that mm -hmm. investigator's deck. So essentially saying that the relic has to stay in the game, yes. even if the investigator dies. Uh, but if you didn't complete that deck, uh, record that the relic is missing. And if it was already part of an investigator's deck, because we'd recovered it in the previous scenario, we have to remove it for the remainder of the campaign. Do you want to take the next deck? So, yeah, the CD deck. So basically, if you've gotten to the end of the CD deck, so Act 3D, you can, you've rescued Alejandro. If you didn't, then he's missing basically. Uh, and if you've managed to rescue him, he's in your deck uh, or one of the investigators. Um, uh, and then, um, yes, so that's that's that version. Yeah, and then the EF deck is similar. Um, so if we've completed the EF deck, we called that we have now forged a bond with Ichitaka and yep. we can add her to our deck. Um, yep. Otherwise, we put that Ichitaka is in the dark and we don't. <laughs> yes. yes. And then the the lead investigator gets the Expedition Journal, which is a new card. It's a two-cost asset with two pips, intellect pips, item and tome. So and it's you may take an additional action during your turn, which can be used to explore. Only used to explore. And it has some very enigmatic flavor text. Sunday, July the twelfth, nineteen twenty five. What have we done? Yes. So, um, yeah, and interestingly, somebody flagged that comment up on Facebook yesterday, yes, didn't they? And we both chimed yes. in on the conversation. <laughs> uh, yes. But yes, so that's uh, a, rel a, a relic of the previous scenarios, really. Up until this point, everything has come from this expedition diary, hasn't it? This expedition journal, journal. Exactly. And that's probably one of the last entries in it. What have we done? Yes. We took the so relic. This... Should we have? Yeah, so this time falls between finishing the second scenario and getting back to Arkham. Yeah, it falls between those two. So yes. it's like, what have we done? Oh, my goodness. We should have never gone on this bloody expedition in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, and then you get the victory X value and an extra experience point. And yeah, an extra XP for each act we completed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite nice. And then it's really moving into resupply and going back into the jungle. <laughs> Actually, it's an it's an additional XP for each act one card that was completed. So all we had to do was start ah, each start of the acts. Them. I think that's I've always generous. read that as completed, but yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And then it's really then just moving to resupply and back into the jungle, which yes, I'm sure for people to the jungle again. Yes, for people who've never played the Forgotten Age, that would be like, no, not again. Oh, no. You just well, thought well, you I'll were come a... back, nice, comfy Arkham. <laughs> it was like putting my slippers on. <laughs> oh, back in the Miskatonic University, but no, he making me go back. <laughs> I got so much trauma last time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, not again. No, please. Oh. Anyway, um, the nexus of just on that, though, there's this thing that you've got to head back. But it's a little bit weak that you would have to go to this nexus of Nikai, particularly if you've got the relic. If you didn't have the relic, you could kind of go, well, they could have written it that, 
that's where you've got to go because the Brotherhood are there and we've got to get the relic, right? Because that's been the whole thing. The relic cannot fall into the hands of the Brotherhood. If you've got the relic, your motivation for doing anything has got to be pretty limited. You know what I mean? Like, okay, Although, there's this nexus. and but In the intro, know, though, Ichtaka did say that it's got to be put back. We shouldn't have it. Right. And we definitely shouldn't use it. But uh, yeah, but this not... is a new place, right? Yeah, this isn't even yeah. the old place. It doesn't quite follow, does it? No, it it's it's it, it just. I know it says, "Oh well, there's no other leads to follow, so you've got no choice." But it just feels a little bit like, particularly since you know, going back to the jungle was oh, pretty terrible. It feels like a bit of a weak reason to have to go back in, particularly if you've got the relic. I could I could understand if you'd lost the relic, and um, you have to really go and get it. Right, yes. because yeah. you know, but it just feels a little bit, a little bit weak. I think, mm. yeah, yes. But anyway, very video gaming, video gamey name too. The Nexus of Nakai. Yes, <laughs> I so. always pronounce it like Mister Mackey in South Park. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. So. What did you reckon to that scenario then? Oh, I think it's brilliant. I think it's a masterclass, this one, uh, yeah. of um, in-game narrative. It is classic, isn't it? Mm, it is. Uh, yes, it's a little bit of a pain to set up, but unlike Black Star's Rise, it is, it is a masterclass in using narrative in-game in a way that they kind of have moved away from a little bit because they've moved away, they've moved towards in more recent campaigns to large slabs of exposition and then just play the scenario. Whereas what this does is has almost very little exposition and the story unfolds much more organically within mm -hmm. the game itself, which is much easier to follow in some ways than just giving yes. people like, four paragraphs of text to read as a background and then an afterwards and relatively little in the actual scenario itself and yeah, it's, it's, i think this works so much better when it's like this yeah so. it's it's a little unintuitive in the setup yep trying to get your head around how you need to construct each of those act decks because the way yes. it's worded it's like yeah don't Take these be take all of these cards out, whereas it'd be much more straightforward if it says use these three cards. And it, yes. it just Correct. In my head it was much it was quite unintuitive the way it was worded, and incredibly a wordy way of saying you just need these three cards in each deck. Um But yes. apart from that, yeah, once once you've actually constructed the deck, like you say, the story then just unfolds naturally just by playing the game. It does. And the way there's different permutations of locations you need to go to and people you yep. need to interrogate or attack. And yes. it, it all can potentially unfold differently every time you play it as well. Exactly. And that's even before we talk about the return version, which adds a fourth <laughs> deck to the game, but we'll yes, cover it that does, later. Yes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's a <laughs> lot of replayability in this yeah. scenario because you'd Definitely. have to play it a lot of times before you covered every different combination um, yeah. 
Back to your point about the the setup, I'm wondering if they'd perhaps instead of using A, B, C, D, if they'd actually name them. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, I've you always know. found that number number letter convention to be unintuitive anyway. Yes, and it, it, it really is. it really comes to the fore once you have multiple decks. It does. Yeah. It does because you tend to go A, B, C. Okay. Yeah, you so don't think, okay, one, it's deck A, one, B's. deck two, deck three, but no, it's deck A, B, deck C, D, deck E, F, because exactly. they're the front and backs letters. and Yes. Yeah. 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 So or Maybe just um, add yeah. an extra encounter deck sim, a counter card symbol for each of the three decks or something. I don't know. I don't know. But you're, you're I'm right. I'm not a game they, designer. They <laughs> but uh, uh, that's, the, that's the biggest issue with it. But once it's set up... Um, yeah. Unlike it just Black naturally Stars, flows, doesn't it? It just yeah. naturally flows. And that was the criticism we had of Black Stars Rise, is even though it was complicated to set up, it kind of didn't make a lot of... Nar- it was hard to work out narratively what was happening, even though you did all this setup with, yeah. you know, you could go above or below and all this sort of thing. This one, it just really flows. It's It's really, really well done from that perspective. A very enjoyable scenario to play. Uh, and it's great how flexible it is like you don't have to do one and then the other you can kind of do a bit of one and then do a bit of another one and so it's uh you know it's really flexible as well um it's it's a really great scenario the, the the direction of travel within the game will always vary as well it could be that all three of those decks lead you to the town hall it could be that <laughs> yes, none of them right. do it's that's right. yeah it could be any any combination of the above it's yes yeah, it's really good yeah yeah it, it i think i've only played it once but the murder at the excelsior hotel i think is a similar kind of thing right yes that, it that uses, uses uh, like combinations of, of is it relics and locations yes. that then determine which Correct. deck you're playing through effectively? Exactly. So yes, it's yeah, definitely a learning point from this as yes. well. In the, having that flexibility, not flexibility, different combinations to give you extra mm. replayability yeah. options. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice how some of the some of the choices are predetermined based on what you've decisions you've made before. And some yes. you actually make at the time. Are we going to the police station or aren't we? You know, that yes. Kind of thing. Yes. In fact, it, the only one that is from the previous scenario is where the relic is, isn't it? Everything yeah. else you decide during setup. If you look Correct. at the um, the standalone instructions, it basically says decide where the relic is. Is it with Alejandro or is it with yeah. Harlan? And yes. then everything else will flow during the setup, and you make the decisions yeah. as you go. Yes. So I mean. I like the Midnight Masks a lot, uh, and this one is just a more sort of beefed-up version of the Midnight Masks. And I think, you know, as a type of scenario, it works really, really, really well. It's it's mm. great. Yeah. Really good. Excellent. Awesome. Fantastic. So it's, uh, it's back to the jungle next time. We'll, uh, we'll pick up the resupply point as part of the next... Yeah. Absolutely, shall we? Because this is this has really been quite a long one with having all of those decks, all of those decks to uh, to wade through. (laughs) Yes, well, there's one coming up where there's two. There's part one and part two, so we might have to do that as two parts. 
That's as, true as yeah. well. Yeah, but um, yeah, this is uh, this has been this is a really it's one of the the, the best scenarios in the whole uh, game. I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Awesome. You there. Excellent stuff. Awesome. So yeah, thank you very much for listening, as per usual. And please like, comment, and subscribe. We uh, uh, send us an email and those sorts of things. Now we've got. Um, I think this will go live before our special event, won't it, uh, Kevling? We should oh, maybe mention how that quick briefly. you. It depends how quick you edit, doesn't it? Oh, I better go on <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> But yes, yes, we're taking part in the Horrors Without Borders charity live stream, aren't we? On we the are. 17th of March, 18th? I think it is. 18th, 18th, something like that. 18th in the US, anyway. Ah, yes. Ah, yes. yes. Time zones, time zones. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we're yeah, going so to do something. We're not going to do another podcast. We're doing something a little bit special, aren't we, Kevlin? What are we, what are we going to be doing? We were, we're looking at our favourite bits of flavour text from all of the campaigns we've covered so far. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. So, yes. Yes, it should be yeah. something a little bit different anyway. Yeah, a bit, uh, of, bit of fun. Uh, flavour text doesn't get enough love in, in Arkham Horror, the card game, I think. Uh, so we thought we'd uh, we'd do that and pick out our, our most favourite ones. And, uh, yeah, so I think we're first, I think. Really? Oh, no pressure. first then. or no pressure. last? I think we're first. Well, you're in twice, we're... aren't you? Because yes. you're doing out of ammo out of time as well. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, yeah. I do one late at night, then I go to bed and I do one in the morning. It's uh, yeah, it's funny how I do things. <laughs> <laughs> we might be first then if it's the late at night one, because I'm sure it's yes. down at this sort of time, UK time. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. I think if you go to the Great Old Ones Gaming podcast website, uh, there is all the details about Horrors Without Borders. It's a charity live stream event promoting, yeah, to raise money for uh, Médecins Sans Frontières, which is an excellent organisation. So, yes, very worthwhile as well. So hopefully uh, some of you might uh, might dial into that. Uh, dial into that. I sound like I'm... 90 years old but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so anyway um we're looking forward to that but uh until next time i'm crabby terror eight and i'm kevling see you later bye bye so as usual thank you for listening uh, we're on all the major podcast platforms so please subscribe on your podcast service of choice and if you have any feedback you can email us on ftextpodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at TextFlavor. So on behalf of Krabby Terror and myself, thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye.